Perfect. How are you? Good. How are you today? Good to see you. Good to see you. Nasty out there, isn't it? Yeah, it really is. I'm over. I just wish it would make a decision. <laughs> I know. I'm afraid it's going to snow tomorrow morning. It's the worst time to snow if it becomes at 6, 7, 8 o'clock. Well, I mean, you just don't know like whether to cancel or not because you're trying to predict whether it's going to snow, how much it's going to snow, so you're kind of just basing it off. You know, if it doesn't snow, then everybody like, why well, have you canceled yeah, school? Or, you know, why you it's terrible, because we have to make the call by 4.30. Right. So if it's going to snow at 6, you're just guessing at that point. So, we'll see. Good luck to you tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> we wish you the best. Thank you very much. Um, I didn't make copies of this, you can share with me. Okay. That's my agenda. Yeah, I do. I'm sorry. I'm tight today. Yeah, I'm gonna call really fast. And um, starting with um, this, the crux of the conversation is around a nickel tax in particular, mm -hmm. and tying it to a successful student's plan. Because mm -hmm. we get a lot of people who push back and say, in busing, that's one of the biggest arguments mm -hmm. we have. Okay, well we can't because there's no schools in the West End. Mm -hmm. So let's pitch. Pitch is a sales word. Let's propose a nickel tax and um, have it be tied to the student assignment plan and, if, and quote unquote ending busing and then yes then there will be the pushback about resegregating schools but then uh, if you have a commitment to equity, um, I'm kind of already jumping ahead to the proposal, mm -hmm. but I kind of want to lay the groundwork as to, to something that I think is a really uh, palatable and promotable and win-win-win um, uh, proposal because if for some reason even if the tax doesn't pass then you get the complainers. Yeah. You gave you the chance. You know sure. now that I have to. It's put sure. up or shut up. And so, uh, again, sounds harsh, but this is just yeah. us talking, yeah. brainstorming. Um, I just really feel like if we can tie this to equity and student assignment, you, it'll be a lot more palatable to the community, and we'll actually get yeah. meaningful change in this district. That's going to give you that 60 minutes. I think more than 60 minutes. Moment. It's going to give you yeah. documentary yeah. about how we turned, how we really had a commitment. Yeah. To I agree with you. Diversity in Louisville and successfully implemented it. So you could have the tax hike, or tax increase tied to. Uh, you could also do the property tax um, further down here. I, mm -hmm. even, I even go into like we really need twenty percent. Like go asking for the big look. You know, um, go big or go home. Say we need twenty percent. Five of it's coming from a nickel tax that's committed to facilities in the West End. Five of it's coming from a property tax mm -hmm. increase and. People hear them as separate, even though it's really the same. It's yeah. really a ten percent tax increase, but still, that's only half of it. The other half is let's go to the state for another five and find a way to to uh, put a package together that is saying this is what we want from the state because we know they cut this, this, and this. Let's restore this, this, and yeah. this. Let's restore tax. Let's restore this, whatever. It adds up to five percent. So you put another five percent on the table, and then. 5% uh, more from the community. Let's go back out and hit Churchill Downs a little bit more mm -hmm. for some money and Humana for some money and, and the, the surrounding schools, yeah. especially if you happen to have this data, especially in the schools that we see the greatest deficit, yeah. which is this red area. Yeah, and we can help you with that, with the messaging and, and the legwork and uh, public uh, pressure, you yeah. know, those types of things. So let me tell you timeline real quick just yes. so you can get a perspective. And, and Anytime I give a timeline, it's all based on what the board wants to do. So, I mean, I'm just saying in my head, what I see as a timeline would be that 
major student assignment changes are proposed to our board, so it uh, dual resides probably late spring, um, sometime in that time frame. At that same board meeting, in my mind, it's going to have to be the second action item is going to be build a new middle school in West Louisville. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, we have the bonding capacity to do that now. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, we can build that now, but I would, whether it's two weeks later or four weeks or in the same, I'd like to see it all in the same time period to say this is going to go and we're building a brand new school, middle school in West Louisville to support. I mean, my belief on the numbers is that of families that we think will stay, we will eventually be building two middle schools and, and another high school in West Louisville. Okay. I don't know that for sure. That would be a year or two down the road as we play it out. Well, and uh, all these proposals are still just baby steps, mm -hmm. and we're not asking for enough, in my opinion. This dual resides is great, but it's passive. It's not. Mm -hmm. It's not. It's not intentional. It's not. Um, at a minimum, it should go both ways. So if I'm in the Eastern School District and I wake up and I see my, mm -hmm. and they're going to complain anyway because why do they get it and we don't? Well, guess what? You do. You can also choose between Eastern and Shawnee. Yeah. And so even if out of however many, 1,300, 3,000, however many kids go to Eastern, 1% of them wakes up and says, I don't like the bullies in my class and I think that aviation program sounds pretty cool and they might not have thought of it before. Now they're equally eligible to just yeah. go to Eastern. And I know you have busing issues, and maybe it's it, they have to do their own transportation. I mean, mm -hmm. we have privilege. We can do that. If it means that much to us, we will find a way. So uh, it doesn't have to necessarily create a huge burden on the district. Let's not just make our plan equal, but make it equitable. Make it so that there are more of us from from east and suburban areas mm -hmm. coming to the west end to, to yeah. attend school. I'm talk I'll be talking to the consultant about that and having uh, that as an option as well. Look at what that what that would mean. Is it feasible to do that or not? So this consultant is not found yet, right? They don't no, it is. It's in the process, right? It was selected. Oh, the RFP has already been done for the student assignment work, oh, not okay. not the not the tax increase. That has that hasn't been issued yet. Okay. Um, um, so the, the consultant for the student assignment will draw up the possibilities, what that will look like, um, and who the is specifics. That? I'm sorry, I don't have their name with you. I'll, I can get that for you. Okay. Um, are they local? Do they understand the dynamics? They are not local. So they are they having but somebody they are, come they're translate? They're in Columbus, Ohio, okay. and they work they work with student assignment often. Do they know the charter school game and what sure landmines they I'm going to meet with them, but I'm sure they do, being from Ohio. Yeah, I would uh, hope so. My guess is they do. So then, you know, my guess is on whatever taxes are really going to have to be voted on by April by our board. Um, so whatever tax they're willing to approve, that's going to have to be April, 1st of May at the latest, right around Derby. So probably the same time. Now the vote on that, the referendum on that, won't be until next November. If, right. if there are 35,000 Which gives the naysayers and the landmine throwers five, six months to get their marketing out there to undermine and Correct. destroy any plans we have. Correct. So you need a good game, ground game by April. That's correct. If not sooner, That's probably March. Um, there is no doubt about that. That's what the, that RFP will be um, 
addressing someone to really do that work for us. But there is no doubt that that's going to, I mean, the buzzards will be flying around right. us looking to attack. So, um, one of the things that Latasha and I would be interested in knowing is how we might even apply for that RFP process. I have 30 years marketing experience. I've worked in corporate marketing for Fortune 500 companies leading million dollar mm -hmm. marketing budgets uh, in Dallas in my past life. So um, we're up for it. Uh, you need somebody local who can translate and anticipate mm -hmm. and, and um, be public, public spokespersons. Uh, we represent we're both good on camera. We're both. Uh, I know I have some. Um, maybe some enemies out there. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, you know. Right, right, right. Um, but I'm learning and I'm growing. Maybe we all get better with time. And um, I deserve a second chance. Yeah. No. I. I think you all need to respond to the proposal. Okay. So I can tell you, I. There is a goes through legal scoring mechanism on how to do that um, but uh, I would say respond to that proposal I know that the last I've been told is it was being developed right now and going through the legal so hopefully issued in the next two to three weeks any advice or suggestions or um, um, I mean I think the where you're going you're going to get some companies that have probably been successful in um, winning uh, school tax referendums. Sure. So, I mean, I think... I understand uh, Chris Cole says there is somebody out there that he already has... Uh, he knows of, and I've spoken to the people on the phone. I mean, we really don't... Once again, I mean, we don't select based on that. I mean, we select based on a clear proposal and the scoring mechanism for the proposal almost kind of in a blind way. But, I mean, I think where you will have much greater um, from the scoring component would be your knowledge of local. So they're not local. Right. Um, you know, they, that one that I spoke to, which there's a multitude of them, um, has won a bunch up in Indiana. But that doesn't mean... Is that where they're out of? They're out of Indiana somewhere. I don't know. And maybe one of the key components could be a collaboration because they're yes. outside of the market and people inside yeah. the market. So I mean I wouldn't necessarily hone in on one. I mean they they'll have I mean there'll be one of ten that'll probably respond to it. Um, so I mean my only conversation was them was like timeline and when would you do this to be successful and those type of things. Um, so I mean that's what I would just say is really not as much, but generally most of them, if not all of them, I don't know of anyone locally, but will come from outside of the community. So, I mean, I think that is your strength, okay. is the knowledge of the community and the education mm -hmm. system here and the needs of the system. And we've got people, like William Comp is our mm -hmm. data guy. I mean, he has his own employer, but when it comes yeah. to, when it time, we can commission, like we can, yeah. we can outsource what we need to actually do as good a job yeah. as any big shop could do. So, I mean, the challenge is going to be here on this is, if you go with nickel only, which I, I don't know if our board will go with multiple ones. I don't know. I mean, I don't know if there well, is. Well, and again, Dear JCPS and Little yep. BDO can kind of put yep. some community support on them to, to right. do that because we really do need it. So I, I agree. So if you just do a nickel, it's good, but it's only reserved for facilities. Right. So it helps us facility-wise, which we need, you know, dramatically. Right. 
but we also need a lot more supports for kids. Right. Um, a lot of things that if you know, you schools a need. So that would be going above the 4%. Right. So those are the two options. Um, you know, I think your knowledge of, of those options and the understanding of um, we need both of those yep. um, and finding ways to and leverage it. And the community sport and state. I mean, the, the key, the and I believe this, the key to this is, um, you know, I think the governor's race showed the power of yes. if the community, state, now that's statewide, however, locally, I mean, up. I think what's going to have to happen here is not just JCPS teachers and staff members and everybody say, okay, I'll vote for it. I mean, we need 17,000 strong rallying all of their neighbors, all right. of their, like, we need these people saying this has to happen for our kids right. um, and our schools, and we will not take no. And so I think you having that experience of mm -hmm. rallying that mm -hmm. kind of thing mm -hmm. will be a big benefit to yep. it as well. Yep, getting the yard signs. I mean, we I mean, that's what yard it's, signs it's going to be all of that. And yep. it's just because it will, I mean, this is going to be, it's going to be, it will be a wild election day because it's Trump and McConnell. Mm -hmm. um, and then you throw a JCPS mm -hmm. tax or taxes on top of mm -hmm. that as a referendum. Mm -hmm. um, now it's perfect because the more that show up, the higher the election numbers, more likely a, 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 re, a school referendum is to pass. Okay. Um, and then it can still be subject to recall, so we're not safe yet in November? or No. What the day, once the count is done, if we get 50% plus one of the votes, it's, it's, okay. it's... Now, so when our board votes on it, let's say they vote on it on May 1st, whatever that date is, there is 45 days to get 35,000 signatures. Mm -hmm. If 35,000 signatures are not collected, it's it. It's over. It's done. Within your 45 days. Mm -hmm. So again, you can't even, that's another part of the strategy then. We don't want to get wind out there too early that that's this right. is coming up so in April. I mean, Keeping that, this under wraps. That's why you've got to kind of, now, that's what happened in Lexington. They passed a nickel tax about a little over a year, three or four, they didn't get 35,000 signatures. So when that day comes, and Derby is a distraction, right? That's what I want. Is right, Derby, Derby. The hard part is when they went through it, you had to have physical signatures. So people had to stand out front of Kroger yeah. and the put their name and, and verified information and address, and that became public record. Um, but now, with the statute change last session, it's now electronic. So people can go on there. Now, they still have to put their name. I mean, this okay. is public record, so... We could create some confusion you know, around it. If <laughs> Bill Smith decides to put his name on there, then it can go in the here are the people who signed this Bill Smith, um, which okay. can put a little pressure on people that you're against kids here. And So will you have your consulting firm in place to handle this? Because this is kind of important. This is a very big, important piece of the PR. Yes. The so, I mean, our, our goal would be that probably by February 1st to mid-February at the latest is to have somebody in place that can do this work. But So once the 35,000 signatures are received, then it goes on the ballot for November. That's the referendum on the ballot in November for 2020. And so once that vote is taken, if we lose, it's gone. If we win, it becomes uh, uh, it becomes okay. law. It becomes so, a tax. Voting okay. 
So the option on the ballot will be to overturn the board's decision or not? It'll be either yes or no. Do you, however it's worded, I don't know exactly, but do you support um, a nickel tax for JCPS, yes or no? Okay. Um, I don't know exactly how it's worded, but it'll be one of two choices. Either you support or don't support. So let me back up and ask one more clarifying question. Uh -huh. Do we want 35,000 signatures or we want to avoid 35,000? We do not want 35,000 So what happens signatures. if we don't get 35,000 signatures? It, it's, it's passed. It's passed. And it's there's done. no it's, Trump There's nothing. It's over. <gasps> so that Sorry. is... Um, we want to win this one. Then. So, this I mean, I, I, I'm skeptical because, I mean, I know there will be a lot of... Um, folks against it that mm -hmm. so I have mm -hmm. to assume that the 35,000 signatures are coming however mm -hmm. if they don't on the 45th day so on May 1st if our board votes it and June 15th is the 45th day and June 15th there are not 35,000 it's over it's done it becomes law so because they're, they're probably already planning for May, like right now. They probably anticipate the enemies, the so, bits of the world. Yeah, so we're not, the thing is we're not, um, we're working on the legality. The nickel, we could do it any time. We're working on the legality of going above the 4%, which I think we could get sued because we don't get that revenue number until August. Oh. And so that's when we get it in August. The problem within August is it's too late to go on the ballot if 35,000 signatures are received. So if we don't do it this time, like if we miss November 2020, the next time we could do it would be November of 2022. So we go two, so our two options are it has to be a general election and there's not one in 2021. It has to be a general election or you can pay for your own election. So it's like a million and a half dollars and it makes it nearly impossible to win because the people who show up are going to be angry ones. The conservatives. Right. The, the, the older conservative folks show up more. Um, liberals show up on massive big general elections. Um, and so that's why we need it. If, it. if it gets voted on at a massive big general election where high democratic turnout. Plus you're you don't want to spend money. I can't spend can't afford to do that. That's not really going to too much yeah. so, so really, this is our window this spring. If we do not do it this spring, then we're locked out for two years. Right. So, right. I mean, that's why we have to do it. It's now or never. But you could do the nickel separate from the rest. Sure. Um, Should you wait and do the nickel later? Well, I mean, um, you know, that's a good question. But, I mean, the problem is if you back up what has to happen to get on the ballot like there is you got to build in the 45 day window for signatures has to be there then there's like 90 days to register with the registrar whoever it is to get on the ballot and so if you back it up it's almost has to be done the latest it can be done is like june 1st for either one of them okay. to get on that to be the right time to get on that ballot okay. um, so we really couldn't do it much later if they're going to pass it, my belief is you do both at the same time. Pass it. Um, the referendum would actually be two separate referendums then, one for the nickel and then one for the above. Now, the, the good thing about going above 4% is if it loses, it just reverts back to 4%. Okay. Um, so, I mean, that's kind so you of... You have nothing to lose on that one. 
No, no, I mean, six. yeah, that's right. Well, I mean, you know, to be honest, we'll make up for the time that Harbin's and that board right. didn't go there. Right. They did zero, zero, and two, which cost us $350 million. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, um, that's kind of the, the timeline on it. Um, I mean, our goal would be no 35,000 signatures and we win. Right. But I have to assume we'll get it, and that's why we need a we need a, we need a firm that is ready to really promote this. All right. Well, we want to do what we can to help you. Um, it would be good to be able to be compensated for the work that we do. Oh, you would, yeah. Yeah. So I mean, we're already kind of doing it. <laughs> yeah, I understand. Anyway, but um, this is something we would take very seriously, and be I think we would be very successful at. Um, I kind of just want to run through the rest of these okay. items because I know you're... Okay. Yeah, I'm sorry. No, no, no. Um, in addition to dual resides going both mm -hmm. ways, I think we need to be saying these things now mm -hmm. as part of our proposals um, because it, to add a, a slight tweak later after it's been passed, we won't get the attention that we need. Yeah. Um, removing application barriers is another kind of another way of saying the dual resides, but just take those, take those barriers to application away. Why should, especially if it's a, uh, an attendance or a behavior issue because mm -hmm. we've been busing them. There's a likelihood they might have had that issue because of all the extra time on a bus. So um, those barriers should be removed uh, in, immediately. And then I love that the traditional school uh, stakeholders are coming to board meetings because we are we're having conversations that bring them to the table now. Mm -hmm. And this is how we say, you want these things? It's going to cost. We have to pay for it. Mm -hmm. Pass the 5% tax increase. Pass, pass, you know, we got the nickel tax for Western schools. Uh, traditional magnet programs don't want push-outs. Well, neither do neither do the Shawnees and the Iroquois, yeah. but the reason is because uh, we don't have enough interventions and support. So let's pay for interventions and supports in all of our schools. And again, come back to this data sheet and say it's not equitable. Mm -hmm. Let's make it equitable and ask for the loan. What do you think the kickouts are being sent to? Right. Well, besides Shawnee, they're going to alternative schools. No, from traditional, they're, no. Not, they're going to Dawes and right. Shawnee. Right, right. No, I mean, that's where that's... Dawson. That's where those kids are kicked out to. And it's just like uh, just like charter schools. And so mm -hmm. I wrote on here, end push-outs and other charter-like behaviors, because we recognize that that's what it is, yep. and we need the manuals and the and the traditional schools mm -hmm. need to be part of the solution. And this invites them to the table. We make them uncomfortable enough to where they either hear how ridiculously selfish they sound mm -hmm. when they argue with us, or they come up with a solution that everybody. I loved the Urban League conversation was so yeah, phenomenal, so phenomenal. So those are the kinds of conversations that we get to have when we get everybody yep. at the same table. Um, active integration. So we need to infuse resources and support until we reach mm -hmm. the plus or minus fifteen percent. That's the best practices. You probably know this. If, if as a district, if you have intentional integration, you you take your market demographics and you and you strive. Uh, to have 15% plus or minus. Um, I was talking with a former JCPS employee. You probably know better than I do. I'm forgetting his name right now. He's in California now. But he was, he's doing a lot of work on um, integration and the um, intentional work in the, diff in the different distri districts that are doing this and what the best practices mm -hmm. are. And um, he's a resource for us in, through this process yeah, as well. Cool. Um, and, and then attractive evidence-based programs. I think I mentioned this to you, like swapping the middle school start times with the elementary. Like if that's going on in the West End, people who know that that's beneficial and meaningful will find a way to get their kids down there. Like um, 
when when I lived in Fort Wayne, we paid. If we weren't part of the busing schedule, we would pay. So it could even turn into a, a revenue generator mm -hmm. for people that you know still want. Some We're of actually those looking at. I mean, what we've got to go to is multiple start times. We can't have two start times. Okay. Most large districts, I mean, they might have seven or eight start times. But if we went to three start times, first of all, go later to support high school and middle school right. kids not having to get up at the crack of dawn right. right before. But we went to three. We could cut 200 bus lines. And instead of going um, like 900 and 900, which is what we do now, those same 650, 650, 650, nice. like right in there, yep. we would save $12, $13 million a year. Wow. Um, by can. just doing, but I mean, that just is, people get so upset because, yeah. you know, well, I might have one kid starting here and one starting. Well, I mean, this is what we got to do to support you our kids. You have a district of choice. You can choose so That's many right. other things. That's exactly Let's right. make it work for everyone, not just you. Everybody wants yes. to protect their own interest, which is their child, and not have a, gra a greater picture. But I can't say enough about, especially children in poverty, having to get on a bus at 6.15 in the morning, 6.30 in the morning, and we wonder why we have such an attendance issue. Yep. Right. So and I couldn't agree more. Yep. So, um, and then part of the selling point again is it costs money to do it right. We have mm -hmm. to front end load a lot of these things. That's why we need the tax increases and it'll pay for itself in the long run. I met a, a man at the Army-Navy game this past weekend. Oh, really? Who, cool. his, his words were, um, he was telling me he was from New Jersey and he said, High taxes, strong schools. Yep. Like that was his quote, and I'm like, there are people that actually brag about that. Let's get that mindset Everyone going here. Everyone Massachusetts as the gold standard for public education. They are number one in taxing. Yes. For public you get education. What you pay for. I mean, you get what you pay for, and these are the types of messaging again that. Uh, yep. We can help you with. I mean, and to get right. Yeah, those are the spot things that we include in your in your response to mm -hmm. the proposal. And then. Um, we don't have, I think we think that we have a lot more people to convince than we actually really do. Uh, right off the bat, 50% of our population is, is students of color, mm -hmm. so their families already know. They're coming out for you. They're going to support you. They're going to vote. They're going to do whatever they need to do to make sure we get the nickel tax, yeah. for example. So half, the, half our battle is already done. Getting some influencers and fringe outliers to also support it. Um, Let me tell you this. Yes. And I'll give you a couple extra minutes, don't worry about it, but the next can wait. I promise I was going to push you out the door. Um, <laughs> the thing is, this is why people say the nickel tax will be easier to pass, because I can show you pictures of here's what you'll get yes. with it. This Let's brand do a new, dime then. This brand, brand new school building and every, and every corner, everybody goes, ooh, people that looks that. nice. Like that, yeah. But if we say we're going to give supports to kids, like people don't, right. they don't understand what that means. and, and Quite frankly, they're a little selfish, and say, I don't. They shouldn't need that. Although, Pull themselves up by their bootstraps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I mean, it's just a little bit harder to pass yeah. something like that, just so you understand in context. Um, so that there's that. And then you have um, social justice organizations, which will obviously come mm -hmm. out for you. The students are very wise mm -hmm. to all of the social justice, and would be able to go home and educate their parents as right. to why this is important. Um, Donna Hargens held. Um, held a meeting where she invited all the PTA leaders when mm -hmm. she was trying to sell the idea of um, larger class sizes so they could take money from the rich and give it to the poor. Do you she remember that? To sell that? Yeah. Hmm. She invited that. us all down. Um, and but, but all the PTA, I was president of PTA at Shawnee at the time, so I got to sit around a conference table and the poor schools were here, the rich schools were here, mm -hmm. the comments. Same kind of thing that we saw at the Urban League where somebody said something and everybody like, really? You know, and then, oh, did I really say that? You know, and then there was an mm -hmm. understanding. Um, 
you could have those types of meetings and call us in and inform them of this data. You have yeah. this data, yeah. by the way. Yeah, no, that's a good idea. Um, they, they need to understand the inequities that exist. Mm -hmm. um, and then they become your mavens. They become your influencers to yeah. provide the community yeah. and that's call right. their members and so forth and so on. Um, and then again, the end busing group. This is our response. This is how we do it. Yeah. I mean, I think the thing we, I keep telling people, buses are going to be driving all over this community no matter what we do. Right. But what I want to never hear, I don't want the word forced busing. Right. And I want to take that out of people's, no one, no kid is being forced to go anywhere. Right. Every child and every family has a choice, so no one is being forced. And I think if we take that word away and attack people who use it, as yeah, a dog say, whistle kind yeah, of thing. Say, that doesn't that happen. Once we take that, there's That's not right. a kid in this community who's forced That's to be bused right. anywhere. So um, and I, I think that is really critical is that we eliminate that conservative dog whistle. We're not going to convince everyone, and that's okay. That's true. But inconveniencing them brings them to the table to find solutions and realize inequities. Uh, the urban league discussions, the academic mm -hmm. students' conversations, uh, exposing other fallacies and thinkings, and also agendas. Because you've got JCTA, for example, pretending like, ooh, 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 but it's really something else. Mm -hmm. And so if we get it all out in the open, then they have to go, oh, yeah, I guess we will go along with this. Yeah. You know, yeah. they, they want, I was listening to that work session that I came to, the last one, they want the squishy money because then they can figure out what to do with it afterwards. I want a nickel tax and I want it earmarked for West End because yeah. then that's where it's going to go. Yeah. And you get replaced, the board gets replaced, that's right. uh, whomever, they're still going to get their that's schools. Right. That's exactly right. And that is why I like it. That's exactly right. I don't trust the future administrators because I don't know who they're going to be. Um, churches. My boss is very, I was thinking about this on the drive down, he's very influential at Southeast Christian. and. He sends his kids to private school because of busing. I bet you we could get him to get into the Southeast Christian um, mines and help them support mm -hmm. the nickel tax because they they want to end busing more than anything. Mm -hmm. um, so that's, that is going to be the key in this too for the firm that's used is defining what that means, mm -hmm. busing. Mm -hmm. So what that means for most people in East Louisville is African-American children being bused forced bus to the east mm -hmm. and so that's why we have to say nope no longer are we forcing if they choose to right we support right, that just like we support a white no kid just no like choice. we support a white kid getting on a bus in prospect and going to brandeis elementary right. now no one says that's busing right. though but that is busing no, and so we've got to redefine and be very clear about that word in this process yes i agree um James Craig has... Oh, it sounds like my alarm. I don't like to hear that. That's yeah. my alarm at 5 a.m. I don't like it. <laughs> um, James Craig has twice said something about we build, we're building schools in the West End as if we're... I don't like this idea that the money is going to be distributed seven ways equally. We need to really infuse money in the West End. We really need to make an intentional effort to level the playing field and put it towards student assignment. So um, that was just personal note, he's my board member, and I'm, mm -hmm. I will be putting pressure on him to do the right thing, but twice now, I don't know if you've heard it, uh, he's made the comments that I felt were not yeah. really, really surprised me, because yeah. he's supposed to be a champion for justice. Now, I'll say this, James, um, James is one that I think would agree with you more than any board member we've had from that area. Um, from that area, yeah. yes. So, I mean, I hear more of him being supportive He's better of than the past board members. Being supportive of, yes, building yes. West Louisville, yes. and so... 
Um, I don't know if it came out that way that he wanted it to. Uh, I told him I was pushing okay. him out. Okay. You got it. <laughs> he said he didn't All right. go. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, you, just to know, I do I do believe he is one that um, agrees with you on that and is willing to. Still, he's using, he's softening the language, mm -hmm. and I don't appreciate him doing okay. that. So I'll talk to him. About okay. It. He's not working. Yep. Um, we need a REAP. For student assignment, yeah. so that we can get some talking points that actually show again what yeah. what your nickel tax is paying for. It's going to fix these things. Yeah. We need a flow of attendance maps. I was thinking something like fifth day, uh, January seventh, and then again at the end of the school year because you got kids getting pushed out of the magnets and moving over to Breck Metro and blah blah blah. Mm -hmm. And we need to see that flow and help people understand uh, the inequities on a mm -hmm. time scale in addition to a snapshot at the beginning of the school year. Um, Yay! How many seats? Do we know how many seats we need in the West End? Seats for to if we were to everyone stopped riding a bus out of their community. So we just look at middle and high. We're looking at about uh, six thousand students, three thousand middle and three thousand high that live in West Louisville. Right now, about seventy percent of those kids are getting on a bus, leaving their community, and it's not their choice right. to leave there. So we're looking right there at about forty-five hundred kids. Okay. Um, so. And we don't have that many seats in West Oh, no, no, no. I mean, if we said, let's just say half of them, and I think more than half would stay close to home, if it was a good building and a good program, you're looking no, at... No, let's go for the loaf. If all of them were to stay home... If all of them were to stay home... 4,500 Yeah, I mean, we would have to have 4,500 seats. Even about. if they don't all stay home, we want integrated yeah. schools, so we need that's to now right. attract 2,000 so or whatever need, it is back to the right. West. So you need about 2,250 in middle and 2,250 in high. So that would at least be two schools Not each. Not new, though. We already have some. So you already have Shawnee. You know, I don't think even if we would want more than 1,200, 1,250, half of those in Shawnee. Mm -hmm. So if every kid chose to stay, we would need another high school and then two middle schools. Okay. And could a nickel tax pay for that? Sure. Definitely. And have some left over? A nickel tax, the bigger than the money that comes in, it's our bonding. We would now have about... Um, 300, or excuse me, 750 million in bonding capacity, okay. which means we could do, I mean, really 10 schools, 10 or 12 schools, rebuilds, and a bunch of renovations. So, does the whole 5% need to be earmarked toward West End, or would we sell it as 3% to West End and two more for the rest of the district, or like? I mean, I, I think we would definitely. Because it's going to free up your cash flow regardless, yeah. and you can. I mean, I think you're going to have to think West End. I think we're going to have to think Newburgh. We've got schools falling yes. apart. I think Southwest Louisville. So, I mean, I think so we. Say I think we need to look for at. For a minority. Yeah, I think that's words. what you would say, as, as opposed to just. I think West Louisville is a huge part of that. Right, because that's where we don't even have enough but seats. But I think, like, when we go to Indian Trail, where we're rebuilding right now, and you look at students of color that are in Indian Trail. Um, it's a pretty high population, and that building is just atrocious. So I think it's important to make sure we say to high poverty slash minority students, however we want to yes. word that, but I agree with you on that. Okay. Um, the, again, the message, people say, well, pay for it with transportation money. Well, you can't. So, again, that's... That's, the, that's some of the narrative we got. To, the yep. most we could save, if we just said every kid's going... We'd save about $12 million a year, um, which I'm not going to But that scoff takes away magnets that. and everything. It does. Yeah, so yes, yeah, so magnets are gone. I'm, I'm not going to scoff at $12 million, but $12 million is not going to build us a bunch of new schools. Right. 
Um, so to say... But it's going to take away choice. It is. And so, yeah, you're going And here, you think you period. wanted choice. We don't need charters because we have and choice. So let's be the best of everything. Drive to Mail at 220 and see how many buses are parked outside of Mail. It's more buses than any other school. It sure is. There's like 70 of them in there. So tell me more. And if you follow them out, like at 220 and just sit there, they're all turning right on Preston, almost all of them. And they're all getting on 264 East. And I mean, it's just bus after bus after bus. But I mean, I mean, it's crazy the amount. Like if you go, if you went and looked at the amount of buses there, versus I've done the um, Wagner Depot before. Yeah. And watched the the demonstration. Oh, it's pretty cool. At J oh, I mean, they're, they're, it's a it's an amazing at J Town Depot when I was principal there, behind the school. It's not a huge depot, but I mean, there would be. 15, 20 buses that would pull in in the afternoon that would drop in all the kids from J-Town who go to traditional schools and there would their parents be picking them up back there and they would just look at the J-Town kids and, and be like, oh, I don't want my kid to go to J-Town. And mostly it was kids not, you know, and I would stand when I first became, I'd stand back there. And it wasn't kids doing anything wrong. I'd be standing there and it was black kids, headphones, not doing, being typical teenagers. Right. But you could just see the look on their face. This is why we want traditional schools. Mm -hmm. um, but I mean, you'll just see, if, you know, the amount of buses that pull out of Mayo High School. And people don't want to lose that. So again, we can. That's yeah, our. I'm not, I'm not saying to get hope. rid of it. I'm just saying know, understand that's, that that's busing. That's that right. that is busing. That's right. So um, back to the RFP for a second. Yep. This gives me some really interesting ideas. Um, will is it possible that you will let your uh, finalists come in and give you a presentation. Um, you make that part of your RFP because I think that's when we can really yeah. make the difference. Let me let me talk to. I mean, we got Kevin until Wednesday. <laughs> uh oh. Yeah, he's going to be commissioner. You didn't know he's going to be commissioner. Oh, Kevin Brown is going no, to be. But that is amazing. I mean, he's interim commissioner. He'll that be, is super you know, amazing. So yeah, that's uh, we've got to approve an MOA for him to go be. Is that a secret? Think so, but it has it hasn't been out there yet. Um, but he is. I mean, how weird is that? That after all of this, now the general counsel for JCPS is going to be the interim commissioner. Now it will only be probably until July first. Um, he might work his again. He don't want it. He don't want it. Oh, he doesn't. Oh. He he admits he said that the job needs to be done by somebody who's either been a superintendent, school experience. Um, those type of things, and he said that was the problem with Wayne. He said it needs to be someone who has experience doing the job, and he said I'm a lawyer, and so I'm good for doing it for now. But I think he'd be great at it. But also, well, he might. He can change his mind. That's Tell right. He doesn't have that's right. Yet. So um, yeah, no, that that's on Wednesday. This is my last day with him. Um, so let, let me look at, we have not done that in the past, but there's no reason why I, I think we could I probably do that. I think the personal touch yep. that we've been yep. okay. to be yep. presented. Okay. Um, so, positives, the rebranding, district of choice, we need mm -hmm. to be, we're first in choice. I've been using the hashtag a lot, I like it. Um, we have new leadership. People are like, the board needs to go. Yeah. People still don't know. Yeah. That, that's all that's changed. Um, that seek is equitable. Like, oh, well, it's all based on property. No, it's actually, we have tax money that's evenly distributed, mm -hmm. although it does go to the road. Yep. Blah, 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 blah. Yep. And we need we need our money back in, in some regard, but not by dismantling seat. But that's a separate argument. Um, community schools, is instead of neighborhood schools, using community yeah. schools that's to get that, that support, wraparound support. 
uh, lower taxes than comparable districts. We yep. need some infographics to show that. Really to pay show for that itself. Um, strong schools, increased property values, lower yep. crime, more productive society. Uh, a tax write-off for we get, they like those scholarship tax yeah, credits right. for their tax benefits. Municipal bonds have tax credits too, man. That's Let's right. get some muni bonds out there and get that tax-free income. Wouldn't that be great? That's awesome. All right, um, and then just other messaging that informs yep. and disarms our critics. We can do FAQs and things like that. So, you guys are right on. All right, PTO, Vic. We, wanna, we got two seconds to talk yep. about what we want to do at Vic. What do you want to do at Vic? Um, we got two different letters, actually. I'll let you take them with you. I'm going to do that too because something else that I do with you. Um, we need your help getting power back, parent power back into uh, SPDMs. I spoke about that at the last mm -hmm. board meeting. These are two letters that I got from a big parent. Um, she just says it's dilapidated and needs attention. There is no PTO. The building or the... Yeah, she said the doors need painted and okay. shame on that principal for her salary looking so good and her school not looking so good. Um, but we want to, PTO wants to go into Vic and paint and do a community support around it and get, get some events with the kids and families. Um, use them kind of mm -hmm. as an example of what, what we can do to turn the schools. Yeah, let me... I would like you all to, um, where I think I can get, I need to get operations out there and see what's been submitted, what needs to be, um, and then where I think community can really help is around beautifying the grounds mm -hmm. um, and the playground and stuff like that. Because we can act, T-Mobile, they have a, a department where they, mm -hmm. if you give them ahead of time, they have volunteers. Mm -hmm. yep. GE too, my husband's company, yeah. probably brings some people out. I can get vinyl lettering, so if we did some painting and we wanted to put inspirational quotes yep. up on walls or whatever, we could do that through my, through yeah. my work. Okay, um, I'll look into this though. All right. Thanks guys. Yeah, thank you. And these are fundraisers. Ten percent goes back to PTO, and, okay. the, and the rest goes back to the schools Great. that are doing. Excellent. You got some schools on board. We do. Carruthers and Bloom and Newburg. Oh, I wanted to show you something real quick. Good. I'm gonna give you a sample of this. This is something I designed for Newburg as well. So you can hang over that. Excellent. Newburg's a great one. They are. I love their pencil. Appreciate your all's work. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Yeah, you um, begin to, I'll alert you when it's, when it, the RFP becomes official. And then, um, you know, I can't give away too much to make it an unfair process. But if you have questions, let me know. Okay. 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 All right. Thanks. Thanks. That's great. Thank you, Dr. Yeah, Cole. appreciate it. Absolutely. Thank you very much. Have a great day. Be safe out there. Thank you.